Welcome to the Mother Earth Heroes Show podcast. Guys, today we have a founder again who is really working on, uh, on something exciting. He's the founder of Almond. Almond is, uh, is an app that is helping people to consume more responsibly, to uh, actually cut your CO2 emissions right where, uh, where you have the most impact as a consumer, really. Because every choice we take in a supermarket or buying the next car is something that actually impacts our environment. But um, Oliver is, um, his full name is Oliver Bolton. And he did not only found Almond, no, he, he has like a whole range of uh, companies. And uh, he started, um, when I see it correctly, like uh, in the agency area where he was um, producing drinks and branding drinks. And he's also the founder of Waterbomb. And uh, Waterbomb is uh, a B Corp certified brand. So it's, it's one of the brands that is doing something positive for our world. So Almond uh, is something very exciting for us because it's blockchain powered. It, it takes in the characteristics of the circular economy, gamification. So uh, Oliver, welcome to the show. And um, maybe you can just briefly explain what Almond is and how sure. you plan to change the world with your invention. Sure, sure. And thank you, Max, for having me on. And really nice to meet you. So kind of in, in, in a nutshell, uh, Armand is a free app that helps people become carbon balanced. Mm. And as, as you touched on, there's three, there's three core pillars. The first is buying better. The second is acting better. And then the third is off, offsetting the rest. And you know, buying better is a marketplace where you can discover uh, sustainable and responsible brands and then also get rewarded with tree and offset rewards for, for, for buying from ethical brands. Mm -hmm. Acting better is where you can understand your footprint and then you, we serve up um, bespoke sort of targeted uh, recommendations on things you can do to lower your lifestyle uh, footprint. And then offsetting the rest is where you can track all your tree rewards and your offset rewards that you, you've earned from the, our brand partners. And you can also support offset projects directly and most importantly, see how close you are to net zero. Mm. And you know, our, our wider mission is to help 100 million people over the next decade reach net zero and become carbon balanced. That's a great mission. So you target um, the individual. That's, that's where you see the biggest leverage in, in actually having an impact on, on the climate crisis. Is that so? Or was that yeah. something, a logical um, kind of development from your drinking brand? And then, because I saw it's also like you try to track the whole the, the, the whole value chain of your product and try to make it uh, compatible to the circular economy. Can you please elaborate a little bit, a bit on that, like how the water bomb is incorporated into the world of Almond? Yeah, so, so you know, first of all, we look very much, we're focusing on consumers and, and there's a lot of attention on government and, and you know, governments making changes. And I, and I think governments and business definitely are an important part of the solution, but I firmly believe that consumers can really drive things forward and we just need to give people the right information and the right tools to make a positive impact. And that's what we're focusing on with Armin. Um, with Waterbomb, actually, it's a completely separate business and um, I've actually uh, recruited um, 
um, someone to run it. And but with Water Bomb and, and the drinks, um, that's enabled us to kind of run pilots. And so with one of the brands, um, a watermelon drink, watermelon, um, we're also it will be on the platform um, as a B Corp. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're two kind of quite separate things. And with regards to circular economy, we've, we've actually developed out 16 different impact badges that products and brands can unlock. To, to, to be, and you need to have three to be on the Armin platform. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a circular economy um, badge, sort of which, um, which, which brands can unlock if they, can, if they provide evidence that, that they have a circular economy product. Um, but we've also developed a coding system where brands can use codes on circular economy products. And for example, we're speaking to a shoe brand mm-hmm. where as a consumer, you buy the shoe and then you scan the codes to, to get to earn tree rewards, which offset your footprint. And then at the end of the life of the shoe, you return it back to the brand. They then rescan the code and you get another reward for having kind of sent it back to them. Um, and then they, the brand plans to alert you when new shoes are available that have been made from your old shoes. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of exploring a few different ways that we can use coding and support the circular economy. So you say uh, actually you, you support the recycling cycle, so to speak, with like mm-hmm. helping consumers make more informed decisions. Ah, okay, this is actually something that I produced partly because of my prior purchase. So I will buy this pair of shoes instead of this pair. Absolutely. So, you know, one example is Elvis and Cressy that uses uh, fireman's hose to make bags and accessories. Mm-hmm. So they, they unlock a circular economy badge, impact badge. But then, um, you know, brands might want to take it further and actually use our coding system to help track um, the, life, the life sort of cycle of products as well, which we can do. Um, what, what does, because you touched a, a couple of points, I'm, um, I'm not too sure if our listeners get it completely. When you talk about badges, is this something like requirements for businesses to work with you guys? So you, you have your own yeah. criteria like B Corp is having it or uh, yeah. what is the match? So what we've tried to do is, and we've, we've actually, we're, we're, we're bringing together a few other different projects that use badge systems to mm-hmm. all try and align on the, the framework and the design and the validation that's used. But for example, the on organic badge, there will be um, certain certification, organic certification labels. If you, if you have that label, then you automatically unlock the organic badge. Mm-hmm. And there'll be, um, you know, certain minim- minimal requirements to unlock a badge. And so we're, we're, we're trying to create this open source framework just to make it easier for people to understand who's kind of, who's doing things in the right way. Yeah. Um, we're aware that there's lots of different systems out there. So yeah, just trying to bring transparency and um, help people understand who's doing things in the right way. And, th- and this is actually really hard, right? Because we, we are so deep into our old habits of like just consuming like these, this kind of availability bias that we have. We always go to the same supermarket. We, we always go mm-hmm. to, the, to the same places uh, online to buy our, buy our, our um, like the, the things that we need, be it clothes or be it uh, utensils. Um, and you try to, to break the cycle uh, by actually becoming something like a discoverability platform for, for, for brands that are doing something good. Is it, is it correct? Yeah. You know, I think that, 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 you know, we really want to enable people to shop by their values. 
Yeah. And, you know, and also we, you know, we really want to build trust between the brands that we work with and consumers and there's a lot of greenwashing out there. So oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we want to filter out the greenwashing and, and yeah, allow people to, um, to shop based on their values. So they might be looking for a pair of jeans and they want it, they want uh, organic materials and they want from a brand that pays a living wage. So they can take both of those impact badges and they'll only be shown products and brands that meet that criteria. Mm, I understand. Um, that's, that's interesting. I, I just talked to a friend of mine who uh, very proudly showed me uh, what he was shopping for. Like he bought some, uh, a coat uh, and he thought like, it looks very elegant. And just since my own values changed, uh, since I did this podcast and also like did a deep dive on, on climate change, I was like, is this sustainable what you bought? Like, <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's really do, do you also see it like uh, does the data show you there's actually more uh, demand of customers or, or consumers to to really shop sustainable or is it is it an uphill battle at the moment yeah there's the, the demand is there and and you know there's been quite a few surveys that have proven that people would prefer to buy from a brand that's linked to a cause hmm. uh, or, or you know is sustainable in inverted commas um, But, you know, I think one of the main challenges is the cost typically is higher for kind of for, for these sustainable products. Um, so that's definitely, you know, when we do focus groups, a lot of people say, I want to buy free, free range eggs, but I can't afford it. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we, we are seeing, you know, um, sustainability become more mainstream and mass market. But that's what, you know, that's the probably the biggest challenge. And, You know, what we're trying to do is we're trying to also find mass market products that are, you know, sustainable and affordable and especially for our younger, um, our younger users mm -hmm. uh, who are perhaps on more of a budget. Um, we want to, we want to try and enable them to, to, to buy better too. You know, um, like from, from an outside perspective, uh, your story sounds a little similar to what I saw uh, Quest Nutrition doing. Do you know them? I've heard of them, yeah. Uh, they they are a US-based um, clean eating company, you could say. And mm. uh, they started also with a physical product. Or let's say, I, I think the, the logical consequence should be building something like you are building it currently. Because they, they also started as a physical product, um, a bar for protein, um, mm. but without any additives. Like very clean only whey protein it's not vegan but just like without any additives uh that that are bad for you so um yeah. and then they started selling that got viral um and uh, but what they didn't do is they didn't make the the jump to a digital platform yet could you maybe like paint the picture of your what, what's the plan behind it like did you always think about okay we start with with a drink we we go in into the mm. shops and then we build a platform around it or what mm. what is what is the, the the plan behind it like what what do you want to reach yeah i mean i think you know to, to, to kind of give you a better backstory so my drinks business became a b corp five years ago we we're, we're one of the first um, uk b corps to certify That, that kind of started a journey towards um, you know, you know, the triple bottom line, a people, planet, profit, using business as a force for good. And, and, and that, you know, Ar Armand kind of originally 
the kind of idea and the, the kind of the bones of the project came from that experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over the last few years with the climate crisis um, coming um, you know, more, or my, my kind of awareness of the situation and, and the severity of the situation getting worse, yeah. I'm going to kind of pro- progress from, you know, a, a platform to help people buy better. So basically showcase B Corp type brands mm-hmm. who, are, you know, who are doing things in the right way. Then to also, you know, build in the offsetting and help people to, yeah, to, to, to get to net zero and, you know, and, and our focus is really, you know, helping as many people as possible get to net zero and become carbon balanced. And a part of that is 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 the directory. But um, originally, we just we were just looking at the product directory, and we were just looking at things like the provenance of the raw materials, which yeah. I believe is 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 very important. But it's a part of the the solution, uh, and so it's kind of evolved into the buy better at better offset the rest, um, just by looking at how we can make maximum positive impact. Mm-hmm. And with the rewards, you know, look, the, 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 I think the reality of the situation is most people don't offset their lifestyle and don't offset their footprint. And so yeah. by, in a way, the brands funding the offsetting rewards, we, we believe is a, a much more um, sort of realistic way to, to, for people to build up this offset portfolio to get to net zero. So the, okay, the, 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 the overarching goal is always we want more people to get to net zero. Yeah. So um, you like what what I what I often see are ideas to actually scan products and then uh, basically see how much CO two um, y- you are permit or um, emitting um, because of buying this product. But what what is always very hard to do is establishing a new habit, right? Like mm-hmm. many many products have a very hard time. Establishing the new habit, for example, code check, establishing the habit that when you're buying something, you're also scanning a code. How mm. how will you conquer this 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 challenge that people actually start to establish a new habit using Element for shopping, for discovering, um, to actually become more aware that that Element can help them? Yeah, I mean, I think it's. You know, on the in the discovery phase, looking at buy better, you know, we want people to to consult with our app. You know, when they need to make a purchase, whether it's a shampoo or a pair of jeans, and and you know, we want them to sort of say, well, let me just see, you know, which are the best in class brands in the in the Armand directory, and mm-hmm. um, you know, which of those brands can they also you know get you know earn these tree rewards as well for for, for purchasing and. As we were saying earlier, you know, to, to I want to buy a new shampoo, and you know, I've kind of got a rough idea of the the values that you know I want it to be toxin free. I want it to you know use natural ingredients. I want it to be made you know in the UK from eco packaging. So I tick those four badges, and you know, I'd be generally you know quite intrigued to see which brands kind of meet that criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, f- f- for us, we're with the cart with, with the with the rewards from you know buying from our brands that we're focusing on card linking as a way of um sort of redeeming what, the reward what does it mean card linking yeah so you can you can link your um your credit or debit card with uh-huh. our app and that's visa amex or mastercard and then whenever you purchase from our brand partners the rewards are automated so we're, we're trying to make it as kind of frictionless as possible for people to kind of earn and build up these offset rewards 
so they 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 kind of take almond as a as their partner and their their um a companion on their way to to net zero and also on their way to establishing healthier uh, more sustainable consuming habits because they they get rewards they get to find the newest brands and so it becomes their natural companion yeah yeah exactly okay and and you know and also for the brands that we're working with um you know we we, we can uh, you know at the end of the day this has to this has to help the brands that we work with uh, you know acquire new customers and retain those customers so um, that's our big focus and that's where with my my brand kind of background um i'm looking at how we can you know we can have a commercial return on investment for for our ethical brand partners that we're working with as well uh did you find it did you find it hard to find these uh, sustainable brands or is it actually that because i i guess just talking to other people and also taking from my own experience it's relatively hard to find those uh those brands that you can trust a hundred percent right uh, yeah. there, there yeah. are like sh some shops there are some small brands but like uh did you find it uh, or did you guys find it hard to to find those brands um did you have to dig deep or is it actually quite easy when you're part of this of this niche well, i think it's um you know our requirement to have the three badge minimum is definitely you, you know that that community of brands that meet that criteria is 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 still small but it's growing you know every month there's more and more brands changing the way they do things and so um we've got um around 200 brands on our um sort of sort of on sort of earmarks to upload to our directory Mm -hmm. uh, and then we've got around 20, 25 um, sort of paying brand partners that we'll be launching this London pilot with. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, um, yeah, no, I think the volumes, the volumes out there and the way that we're, the way that we're building up our directory is you actually don't, you know, we will showcase as long as a brand meets um, the three badge requirement, we'll showcase any best in class product or, uh, or, or service. Um, and uh you know and so make that available to consumers and then we'll, we'll we'll track kind of who's viewing those brands and who's voting to have those brands sort of join as an arm and partner and then hopefully use that information to try and convert more brands to be the full um tree offset reward loyalty partners yeah yeah so so you want to have this like this effect the snowball effect that you get so many brands that it is just a no-brainer to be on almond to, yeah. to actually get some exposure as a sustainable brand. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, we want to try and create this community of, of people that, that care about these things and then cross, you know, cross-sell to all of these responsible pro products and services. And, you know, more than half of the brand partners that we've signed up with are B Corps. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's definitely been, um, obviously, the, the kind of the... Yeah, my contact base is, you know, I know, I'm lucky to know a lot of the sort of um, B Corp brands, but, you know, being a B Corp in my drinks business and, you know, having become a B Corp, we already know that there, you know, there's a high chance they're going to unlock at least three badges. So that's definitely been a focus kind of community for us. But one of the things that always um, amazed me with the B Corp community is, is you know, there's, there's not so much cross-selling between brands. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's something that we hope to... Um, you know, Armin will be able to really help 
you know, help B Corps, uh, for example, you know, kind of grow their customers and cross sell to, to each other. That's interesting. Where, where does this passion come from? Like, I mean, there, there has to be some, some kind of drive behind you to, to do that. Like, where does your, your passion for sustainability actually come from? I think we just have, we don't have a choice really. And, hmm. you know, I'm, I'm very scared about the future and I've got two young kids, a two and a half year old son and an eight year old daughter. And, you know, I'm, I'm just want to make sure that I can maximize their chance of having the quality of life that I've been lucky to have. And, you know, when I sit down with them in 15 years and chat about the state of the world and hopefully it'll be more positive than it is now, you know, I want to be able to say to them, I've done my very best to have a positive impact and to, to, to try and make a difference. So that's my big driver. That's your big driver. That's yeah. That sounds <laughs> that sounds very, very well thought through. And I guess it's uh, it's one thing that a lot of founders are asking themselves if if they really have have any positive impact on on the future, right? Like just just when you are producing something, it doesn't really mean that you're that you're part of the solution, so to speak, right? Like when you when you import something from china and it comes with a big container or something like that then you're already like mm, well is that is that is it really necessary or is it helping us like in in facing the crisis um mm. and and you see like with because there's this whole there's this whole notion coming up um that digital digital consumption will actually be a big um a big way to to solve the climate crisis right that that a lot of consumption will become digital instead of us buying only physical products did you yeah. also think about that is that something that you are prepared for because you are also a very technology driven uh platform if i would say um mm. is is that something that that is on your on your roadmap that maybe people mm. don't want shoes but they want something something digital Definitely. Absolutely. You know, and one of the things we're doing is we're, digit we're digitizing the offset rewards and the offset assets. For mm -hmm. example, if you get a tree, then, you know, you, you, our plan is in the future to link that real world tree to a, a unique token, a non-fungible token, which has the species and the location and the age. Oh, that's strong. Uh, yeah. And then I can, you know, I can, if I have a three-year-old oak tree, I can transfer that to you and I lose the the carbon sequestration absorption benefits and you gain them. So for, for gifting, I think it's going to be a really exciting area for us um, and allowing people to kind of gift these digital offset assets that can, you know, actually help them get to net zero. And yeah, I think we're going to see, you know, in, in, in digital toys and collectibles and art, we're going to see some really exciting innovation in the years to come. Where do you see um, the difference uh, between you and, for example, EchoCoin, if you know them? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think our, you know, we're trying to come up with a, with a, with a kind of holistic, full spectrum approach, but with the three, the three pillars that we've been talking about. And, mm -hmm. you know, I see in a way we're kind of on the one hand, we're building up a platform showcasing responsible products and brands but then also on the other side we're you know we're, we're building a platform of best-in-class um offset projects and you know and just trying to make it as easy as possible for people to um to buy better and that better and offset the rest and 
reduce all the friction points uh, possible. So you know, there's definitely some similarities with EcoCoin, but um, you know, I think we're we're also pretty sort of different um, to, to to what they're doing. But you know, we welcome as many people trying to come up with the with the, with solution as 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 possible, and we're also very open yeah. to collaborating with, with with different projects. And we're not precious about um, how we do things. You know, we just want to we want to get to that 100 million people net zero within a decade. And however we can best achieve that, um, very open-minded. How, I mean, uh, we are somehow in a, in a bubble, right? Like, um, you probably also noticed that uh, if you're doing um, target group research and, and, and focus groups, like, not everybody cares about sustainability, right? Like, actually, most of the people probably don't care about buying a sustainable brand they they might care and they might have a maybe even a bad conscience when they buy something in the supermarket or a jacket that is basically made from 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 oil uh, or gas mm. um but how do you see actually people adopting to that idea to shop sustainable Yeah, I think you're right. We're, we're at the very beginning here. And, you know, one of the things we try and do is we try and speak to the mass market average consumer. And, you know, out, out of um, from focus groups you ran, out of 200 people, only one person knew their carbon footprint. And people, we asked people as well and all the focus groups to, to name us ethical, sustainable brands. And there were, there were hardly any brands mentioned. So I think we're at the beginning of, of, of this massive shift towards um, conscious consumption. Yeah, and comparing, and I think pricing carbon, whether it's a carbon tax, a dividend, or whatever it looks like, will, will, will make a big difference. And I also mm -hmm. think, you know, as, as as the severity of the situation and you know ex extreme weather events and the knock-on effects from the climate crisis kind of filter through, you know, and there's more PR and there's more you know media attention. I think people will become more motivated to to care. Yeah. But it's, yeah, <clears throat> I think, that, you know, the challenge that it's double blind, you know, you can't see exactly what's creating the emissions and you can't see exactly what those emissions are, you know, the effect of those emissions <clears throat> does, you know, it does make it difficult for people to really feel the effects of the climate crisis. Yeah, it's not, it's not visible, isn't it? Like, it's not, there, there was a good metaphor, um, like, with the ozone layer, we, we could, uh, we could think about, about a whole in the in the uh, shield of, of planet earth um and people could buy that and then didn't buy mm. spray cans that are, were having um eroding yeah, it uh, hfcs in them right the yeah. hydrofluorocarbons and um so they stopped buying that but with the with the climate crisis all we have is like the the melting ice sheets and mm. uh I guess it's not, people can't have a grip on it. So it's, it's really hard. Do, do you have any, like, what is, what is your, when you think about it, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you're completely, you know, you're right. It's, it's, you know, people, you know, the reason why the plastic problem has got so much attention is because people can get it. It's really simple. They can see the plastic in mm. the ocean and it, you know, but actually it's, it's one of many issues and it's getting all the media attention and it is a big problem, but we have, we have bigger issues to deal with. For me, it's the Keeling curve and, and you just look at the, 
you know, the way it's regardless of commitments and regardless of targets the governments have made, that the Keeling curve of CO2 parts per million, you know, is just accelerating and not slowing down and not, and that's, you know, that's my like, that's the thing I look to, 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 to kind of get, you know, understand where we're at. And, you know, I'd love, I'd love to try, you know, for that to, to see that slowing down. And That's your main KPI, you say, your, your main yeah. key performance indicator if you're getting to yeah. uh, how many? 100 million, right? Yeah, yeah, 100 million. But, you know, it's obviously, it's a, it's a lot of people. But we, you know, we're focusing on the wealthiest 10% who are responsible for 50% of, of lifestyle emissions. So, you know, that's out of the, that's 770 million people. So we're, you know, we're looking at say an eighth, you know, an eighth of the, of, of, of the wealthiest 10%. Mm-hmm. Sorry for that. Like uh, Siri was uh, just getting activated. I don't know if you heard it, but if, no, right. <laughs> if people heard it, like uh, Siri just got, <laughs> just wanted to uh, involve herself into the conversation. <laughs> so, um, you, you're also a fan of, of, of pricing carbon, so you probably also think about the the government actually putting a lot of like being responsible for for getting a hold on this crisis, right? Yeah, definitely. I think we mm. need to, you know, things we do and the things we buy need to the negative externalities need to be representative of the cost, phys, you know, the, the price of the things that we buy. And Absolutely. Um, when you when you th when you think about the government, like you are based in the UK, um, I have mm -hmm. actually, and and I, I would doubt that a lot of our listeners have an overview of the situation, how it is in UK. All I know is Extinction Rebellion um, actually emerged in London, right, uh, uh, occupying some bridges, like eight to twenty bridges or something like that, for a very long time. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe could you could you give in, uh, us an idea what is really happening for you as as a citizen living in the UK? Yeah, I think look, Extinction Rebellion of, of, of I'd say it's been a huge success in generating awareness. And if you look at people polled now versus a year ago, you know, around are we in a climate crisis? And you know, people people majority of people now agree that it is a climate emergency. Yeah, obviously, Mark Gresser and the the um, the Friday future school movement have, have obviously made a massive impact as well. But um, yeah, it's, it's awareness is growing. You know, there's, you know, I think one of the big challenges we have is there's, there's a lot of helplessness. There's a lot of climate despair out there as well. Mm. Uh, you know, people feel kind of, yeah, they feel overwhelmed by the, by the scale of the problem. So that's something that we're really focusing on as well with Armand and trying to give people, give power back to people and show them they can make a difference and um, give them that mental support as well. But yeah, no, I think Extinction Rebellion has been, been, been absolutely brilliant and it has obviously disrupted a lot of people, but they have, um, you know, a lot of MPs have now admitted it's a, it's a climate crisis, have declared a climate crisis. And then also um, uh, one of their, um, one of their asks is for a, a citizens assembly which is actually now happening. I think 110,000 people have been, um, have been messaged and they're looking to form a citizens assembly to kind of come up with a plan, mm -hmm. a political plan on, on how we can, what we can do. Um, so yeah. Citizens. 
only only citizens or yeah. are politicians also citizens in this so, in, so uh, the idea is it's, yeah the idea is it's it's bringing together a, a representative group of 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 uk citizens you know political parties aside to try and come up with a you know the best course of action and i think one of the challenges that politicians have is they're often they're thinking of their constituents and they're thinking mm. of the four-year cycle that they live in and mm. the structure of politics in the UK and, and in many places is not conducive to, to coming up with a long-term solution. And a part of that is down to us. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to pay the short-term price for, yeah. for the long-term positivity. And so I think if a citizens assembly can say, look, this is what we need to do. And it's, it's, uh, it's separate and independent from any, specific political party i think that would really help us progress the conversation around you know what solution what solution could look like that's interesting so like an assembly where people aren't very to get re-elected again but where people are actually thinking about solutions yeah they're thinking so. about yeah the, the actually what re what one needs to be done to to fix it mm. what um, do you think about the green new deal Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I think it's a great start and it would be great to see it implemented. And I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens in, you know, in the US with the, with all the developments. Um, so, you know, I think what we, it does need to be very progressive and um, disruptive, whatever we do. Yeah, I don't think we have this. Yeah, the, um, the business as usual is probably the keyword, right? We can't just continue as we've been do doing it for the last decades. Mm. Mm. No, I don't. I, you know, it's it's. So I think whether people can stomach the the changes needed mm. will be, you know, will be interesting. And um, I hope that you know it won't take things kind of getting more difficult to um, to really trigger action from people I mean, yeah you often hear people saying you know we don't humans don't really appreciate things until it happens to them mm, that's and, true. and they actually experienced it they really understand it and I'm, i'm hoping that um that yeah we don't need to experience it personally ourselves and we can see the effects that the climate crisis is, is having on other people already and and that will be enough of a um, a trigger to implement drastic change in action. Yeah, that's true, right? It's, it's happening on the other side of the world, so to speak. Um, even though in Germany, we, we already, I, I talked, for example, to someone who's in contact with farmers. And uh, we try to actually get a farmer on, on the podcast that is, is suffering from climate change. Um, haven't, haven't accomplished it yet, but like they are already struggling because we have also dry seasons that are too dry to actually grow something. So, yeah. I mean, we, we also see it in the UK. It's probably the same, right? Like we also mm -hmm. see it already within our own realm of, of location. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, well, um, it's a, it's a lot happening. Uh, What I'm asking myself when I'm thinking about Almond, and uh, which is probably also interesting to our listeners, um, mm -hmm. because some 
we we have a variety of listeners, right? Some are uh, young professionals. Uh, for example, we we have a like we have a club which is called uh, C um, to the Power of Five. So it's uh, based on the um, Chaos Computer Club in uh, okay. in Germany, and uh, we just thought about we need some kind of gathering where we are just like we we say it's not like-minded people, it's like buried people <laughs> and uh, we, yeah. we we don't want to be a think tank by the do tank like things like that mm -hmm. you know um, yeah. but when you think about like who is who is like the person that you would like to to use almond is is it the the, the young professional is it uh, the strikers at at, um, at Fridays for future where mm. where do you see that actually almond Or where do you already see traction from uh, from people that that are really into using almond and that you want to have more of? So it's really it's really interesting. We're seeing a, a real broad um, sort of range of demographics and, and ages, and and from um, you know sixteen year olds up up through to sort of you know seventy year olds. Mm -hmm. So I think. Looking at the three pillars again for buying better, I think given the fact that sustainable products are often a bit more expensive, I think for the for that side of the app it will be kind of uh, millennials and older, so it'll be you know slightly older. Um, but then you know for the act better um, sort of section, you know it appeals to everyone. Um, so we are you know. We, We're, we're focusing on kind of Gen Z and millennials. Mm -hmm. Having said that, you know, it's, it's the older, you know, it's the young parents, um, you know, who, you know, and young professionals who maybe have the, the higher disposable income that can maybe spend on the slightly better quality, more sustainable products and services. Understand, understand. Um, one, one question in regards like to, to maybe emphasize a little bit like, why you are doing that like um it's it's a very technological uh solution you already said you are very very so it's it's a lot about very but maybe what is giving you hope right we are always talking about uh how bad the climate crisis is but what is actually happening in the market or in your personal life that is giving you hope um that that we can get hold of the climate crisis or this whole topic of sustainability yeah i think that you know it's been amazing to see the people coming together to come up with solutions and to try and make a positive difference that's really given me a lot of hope um you know we have advisors who 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 you know who are, whose time is very precious who are who are you know contributing and everyone wants to help everyone wants to so I think, you know, that, you know, people coming together to solve this and to help each other out has been amazing to kind of see the different communities of people um, who, who, who kind of, you know, putting competition aside and just, you know, looking at the bigger picture. Yes. And, you know, and again, you know, people often say that we, this, we have the kind of the tools and out there to make a difference. We just need to know where to focus and we need to bring it together into kind of cohesive framework and, Yeah, like looking at some of the other projects happening out there is really inspiring and exciting. Mm. Um, and you know, I have every faith in humanity when we when we when we 
face these massive difficulties. You know, human beings have a uncanny ability to, um, you know, to to come together and to to defeat and to survive against the against the worst odds. <laughs> so, you know, it's it, certainly for me. You know, I'm committing, you know, the rest of my life to be working on this to you know make a positive impact and it's uh you know i won't stop trying to do something until i you know succeed and can really make that that positive global impact that you know that that, that i'm kind of motivated by strong words oliver strong words uh we keep you accountable on that <laughs> please do please do This is this is why you're here on on the Mother Earth's Heroes show podcast, right? Because we think you are a Mother Earth's hero. So, um, mm. as a hero, what is your what is the the uh, utopia that you want to see in the world? How how does the future look like if Almond has succeeded and everything happens like you wish it, wish it to be in a in a perfectly um, flawless world? Yeah, I mean, it's good. I go back to the Keeling curve, and it, it it stabilizes and it lowers, and you know, we 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 get it under control. <laughs> you know, that's 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 my, you know, that's my target, and that's that's where I'd love to get to. And actually, you know, we we're now focusing on you know, carbon is is um, a sort of becomes an afterthought on our platform, and we start to focus on. Um, you know, on, on maybe some of the, the social challenges that we have, that people are fairly looked after and fairly remunerated for their, for their work. And, you know, I'd love, I'd love for our, our platform to evolve where it's less carbon focused and more people focused. That's interesting. So more holistically SDG based, right? Like yes. encompassing more of the sustainable development goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, do you see the danger of, um, That at the end, that at the end, uh, the, the 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 main impact on on the curve could be, um, like it it could alter your focus instead of focusing exactly on that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I I just yeah. often think that we kind of lose ourselves in that there are so many challenges, and at the end we want to solve all of them. But maybe I'm also uh, uh, wrong and you say, well, no, that's actually a perspective that it's all encompassing. Like, um, mm. do you see there a challenge or do you think social and, and climate change are, are close, closely bound together? No, look, we, we, with our badge system, you know, a lot of the badges are, are, are social, socially focused, mm. you know, like paying a living wage. But, you know, I think for me, the number one priority has got to be getting 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 you know greenhouse gas emissions under control and if we fail at that everything else is irrelevant yeah so that's why we're putting all of our focus on that and whilst we care about the other um, sdgs like if, you know if we don't get that keeling curve under control everything else nothing else matters interesting is there some kind of role model that, that you have I think there's loads of, there's, there's lots of different, you know, lots of different role models. Um, that, well, that, that, one to two that, that you would say our listeners should check out maybe, or you would like to see on the show maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, um, 
Wreck at Patagonia, who I, I, I met at last year's Web Summit, was a really inspiring guy and actually has a brand and everything that they stand for. You know, amazing business and, mm. and I love what they're doing. Um, and yeah, I think uh, that's definitely someone you should, you should reach out to and try and get on the show. Awesome. Great. Oliver, is there anything left that you want our listeners to know? that you want to um, send them to some kind of website, the app stores. This is your 30 seconds where you can send our listeners to, to the place to have an impact. Thank you. So yeah, we, we, you know, you can find out more information on Armand at Armand.org. And we're going to be from kind of mid to end of November, we're going to be launching on the app store and the, um, the iOS and Android app stores. If you just search for Armand and you should find our app there. But yeah, you can go to armand.org and um, sign up to our newsletter and be kept in the loop with uh, everything that's going on. And I appreciate you taking the time to speak and appreciate your listeners taking the time to listen to us uh, rabbiting on about this, everything. And yeah, lovely to, lovely to chat with you. Well, it's, uh, it was very exciting to have you on the show. Thank you so much for, for taking the time and uh, all the best to your project and hopefully all the listeners are, are going to the website. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Cheers. cheers.